to entertain you, we'll sing your songs. Hey there, are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Oh, hello there. I didn't see you come in. I'm Shane O'Hare of the Geekscape Games Podcast, the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape Dot Network. Join myself, Derek Krenevelt, and a guest every fortnight as we discuss video game news, video game reviews, and dissections. That's Geekscape Games every two weeks on Geekscape.net. I'm looking at you in person again. I know. It's uh, a little bit later in the year. It is March now. I'm staring at you. You're back in my living room. Yeah. So we're going we're gonna to do a little marathon recording session. And I think these uh, next couple episodes are going to be amazing. But what you surprised me with was with almost like our listener count for the spring is, is pretty good. It's almost as high as our winter listeners, which is insane. So thank you, everybody who's out there. Still, like, listening to us talk about Christmas shit. Yeah, thank you, and what's wrong with you? But no, I'm just kidding. No, You're just like us. We love it. It's a legit question. <laughs> <laughs> Leave us a review and explain it. Yes, please. Uh, we decided to do, we're sitting down, we're going to knock out four episodes of this, and then you're going to guest on another show that I do, which is oh, I'm super very exciting. But 
we're going to kick it off with a TV show pick that you made. So let's talk about this. So you picked a Rick and Morty episode. Yes. Rick and Morty. Everybody knows what Rick and Morty is. I don't think it needs to be described because if you take it back to its beginnings, it's it's icky. Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> this is such like the weird combination of your previous TV show picks. Right? Yes. Yeah. It's like very adult like it's the next evolution of the adult animation of south park but then it's also the next evolution of dan Harmon from community and like they converged into this so uh justin roiland put out a short called doc and marty back in the day and it was a parody of back to the future of Mm -hmm. course this will be the first time on the show that i say don't go back and watch that short. yeah i mean so the thing is I have like mixed feelings because that was like one of those things that people like came back at and yeah, it was part of what was it channel 101 I think it was yeah I think so and channel 101 had a lot of questionable yeah. stuff yeah. on it so I feel like it's getting targeted because it's what spawned a very popular show but really anything that came out of channel 101 was equally as bad if not worse yeah it was literally like let's be as shocking and vulgar as possible exactly and honestly some of that stuff while it hasn't aged well is better than others and what i mean by that is like more clever did you ever see um jaws 4 i think it was called no so it was the short that rob schraub did okay for channel 11 or channel 101 which if you know rob schraub he created the comic book Scud the Disposable Assassin, which is okay. like an incredible comic book. He uh, wrote and directed Monster House, and he did a bunch of episodes of Community and Rick oh, and Morty. Wow. Like He's like involved in that whole world. Yeah. But J- Jaws 4 was him doing his version of Jaws the Revenge mm-hmm. with fruits. So he had like oranges with faces drawn on them, but then the shark was just his flaccid penis with a shark fin attached to the top of it. <laughs> And you're like, what is so this? like? And they only refer to the shark as Jaws Four. They're like, oh no, there's Jaws Four. Oh my god! So this sounds like something that, in description, is making me giggle and hilarious. <laughs> but if I watch it, I'm gonna be like, what the fuck it's, am I watching? Yeah, it's just like, what is this? And I recently I was like, I wonder if I can even find it. Like I've watched it once when yeah. it first came out, and I heard about it. Rob Schraub has done a great job of scrubbing the internet of anything anything related. I'm sure once you make a kid's movie, you're like, maybe I should get my penis off the internet. Yeah, yeah, I I don't think I can blame him there. So what season are we watching of Rick and Morty? All right, so we're watching season one, episode three, the first Rick and Morty Christmas episode. I don't think there were any more. When you said that we were doing a Rick and Morty Christmas episode, I literally was like, there's a Rick and Morty Christmas episode? Yeah. Because I binged all the seasons. Yeah. I mean, this is like barely a Christmas episode. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Even when you watch it, it's not much of a Christmas episode episode i absolutely love this episode and less for the christmas portion and more for what everybody remembers which is anatomy park anatomy park it's it's a parody of jurassic park yeah almost beat by beat so here's my thing with rick and morty yeah i binge the whole show Mm -hmm. i enjoy rick and morty yeah that's as far as i'll go with it i'm not like a huge fan of it and i blame my coworker for that Okay. The person who I sat next to was a diehard Rick and Morty fan and would spend hours of his day talking like Rick. Oh, so Jesus. by the time 
I started watching the show, I was having like Vietnam flashbacks oh to his God. impression of Rick. Even like sitting on the couch here at your house watching it last night. Yeah. Every time that Rick spoke, I was like, Ugh. <laughs> it <laughs> like, got real cringy. Like, it's just like I can't, I can't do it. And it's like it sucks because there are really, really funny lines. Yeah. And things from Rick, but I also think that like season one rick is a very one note character that like yeah. expands a lot more in the later seasons yeah. so the fact that we're watching a season one episode two is like that was like the version of rick that this yeah. dude clung to yeah which was just the like rambly burping almost about the vomit rick and like i like that they kind of like rein that in a little bit in later seasons but I, it's a great uh, it's probably i would argue it's my favorite episode of season 1 for sure definitely um my experience with rick and morty uh i was an early adopter of rick and morty because i've followed dan harmon after community of course i don't pay much attention to dan harmon pre community i just want to put that out there yeah but post community and I would say now I'm at the same point you are. I kind of fell off Rick and Morty around late second season. I mean, the sesh ones. So that's the thing. That's I, the thing. Yeah. I got into it after all of that. Okay. So I was also watching it being like, God, I hate Rick and Morty. Fan. It's kind of, yeah. it's kind yep. of like, I mean, I know we make this comparison all the time, but it, it is that like thin line of like enjoying ICP, but having mixed feelings on Juggalos as yeah. a whole, like, <laughs> That's like kind of where I'm at with like Rick and Morty. It's like, yeah, I've met people who are casual Rick and Morty fans and they're delightful. But I've met people where their entire existence is based around Rick and Morty now. That's my thing. What brought me back in (laughs) is I got the opportunity to review the fourth season before it came out on Blu-ray for Icon vs. Icon. And I watched it all and I'm like, wow, like I do genuinely love this show. The show got a lot better. I can't stand the fan base. It's very like we're smarter than you. If you don't like it, you just don't get it. Also, Szechuan sauce, like <laughs> which I mean, I tried the Szechuan sauce. It's not that good. It's shit. It's terrible. It's terrible. I was really disappointed when I finally found some, and I was <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I never knew I'd be able to hold this. And I opened it up, I dipped the nug in, and I'm like. Wow. Um, it's like dipping it in balsamic vinegar. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like, not it's good. Terrible. So curse you, Rick and Morty. We're done this episode, all right? Well, no. <laughs> I was going to say one of the things... Look, Dan Harmon is a very complicated person. That's it's, yeah. The less said, the better. But one of the positive things is that he seems to also dislike most of the Rick and Morty fans, which is yes. the one good thing in him right now is that he yeah. equally is like, yo, you incels are fucking garbage. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but there are some really like there are some legitimately hilarious lines in, there in are. this episode. It is my it's I said it yesterday. I think it is my favorite episode of Rick and Morty as a whole. I put it in that time where there wasn't that rabid fan base. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> like in this safe little space. Yes. There are really good moments. I wrote down two specific Rick lines. Uh, the one line I wrote down is, you don't agree to have an amusement park built inside of you if your life is going great. And then the other one is when Morty is making out with a girl and Rick <laughs> hops on and just goes, hey, Morty, could you put this on mute or something? Yeah. I'm trying to focus. All right. So let's do the setup, right? So it's Christmas in the old household. And Jerry discovers that everybody in the house, Beth, Summer, 
Morty. They're all like messing around with their iPods, iPads, phones, whatever. And he's like, what's going on? It's Christmas. We need to take all these away. We need to have a commutative Christmas. Like we need to be in touch with one another and stuff like that. Takes all their electronics. And then Jerry's parents show up and (laughs) Jerry's parents show up with another man. Named Jacob. Named Jacob. Who is so likable. Yes. Jacob (laughs) is the most likable person. Instant hit with the family. Yeah. And we're all confused about who Jacob is. Like, where did Jacob come from? And there's little subtle hints dropped in the beginning, but that's about it. Right? I mean, let's be honest. (laughs) Did you know right away from out uh, the gate i, I had could, i could probably assume yeah, because i was like i know like what i know this where is. this show shows going <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so jake sh- shows up yes he's Jacob amazing shows up and he's awesome he's awesome um all of a sudden R- uh, rick busts in and he's like oh hey hi to jerry's parents and is like morty uh can i uh talk to you in the other room well he brings quick? in what is a drunk man dressed yes. like santa claus oh, named right. ruben yes he brings in Ruben. I skipped over the Ruben part. He brings in like drunk homeless man named Ruben who looks just like Santa Claus wearing a Santa hat, takes him to the back. And then that then he busts back. In. Yeah. Then he's, he's like, like hey, hey, I need you. I need you. I need you. They go into the room. He basically says, Morty, I need your help. Shrinks it down and just puts him right in Ruben. <laughs> basically, Morty is put inside Ruben and we discover that Rick has built this theme park inside Ruben. One of the things I do want to point out that I love, uh, it's a tiny detail, but I love that Ruben's quote unquote operating table is just a ping pong table with like <laughs> the paddle is still I didn't there. I notice that. Yeah, he's laying on a ping pong table. It's so lazily put together that like the ping pong paddles are still at the end of the table yeah. and it's the net that's holding him in place. <laughs> I feel like I need to go back. I didn't even notice I, that. As that's soon awesome. as I saw him, like, that's really funny. And I wrote down, like, Ruben is on a ping pong table. <laughs> one of my favorite things is one of our guests in this episode is John Oliver. Who's, I mean, just being John Oliver, Yes, it's John Oliver playing John Oliver, which is perfectly fine for me because I really like John Oliver. If you don't like John, you're probably not going to like this episode. Probably not. Because <laughs> it's very him. Would you like to take a ride on the bone train, Matt? <laughs> Why are you doing this bit? <laughs> he's like, he's like, are you seriously doing this bit? We're about to die. We get into Ruben. What's ultimately discovered is that the park is kind of shutting down. It's much like the the Jurassic Park MO, right? Where things are shutting down. The creatures, in this case, the diseases that have been housed in Ruben, part of this museum-like yeah, that, attraction. Well, that, that's the thing. That's like the part that, like, it took me a second. I forgot that that was where they came from because I'm like, why does he have like black plague yeah. and all this stuff? But it's like it's a museum of diseases that you can walk through. Amazing. Like yeah. that's like the thing that made people love this show, right? Yeah. Is the attention to the detail, the attention to like the absurdity of of what they're leaning into. Yeah. <laughs> We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your songs. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. 
Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. So um, basically all these infectious diseases get released into Ruben and then it almost turns into like an 80s action movie where you've got the foreign badass dude who's there, the protector, who ultimately turns on the group. Turns on the group. (laughs) If I was going to make any complaint about anything. Yeah. It's that all of the characters are there for Jurassic Park, so I don't know why they bleed into a different yeah. film parody. They do. And it's like, no, just stick with it. Like, like that character didn't need to be Rambo. He could have just been Muldoon. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, there's like little things like that where I'm like, eh, I don't yeah. know why you did this, but whatever. It's funny. I'm, I'm on the ride. I'm and enjoying myself. I think as I'm sitting here and like we're trying to figure out kind of what to chat about, is I'm starting to realize that the plot itself, not that great. It's just no. a good setup for these one-liners that are really memorable. Yeah, it's a right? setup for everything else. Exactly. And, and I mean, that's fine. I feel like in comedy, when it comes to comedy, you don't have to have the most brilliant plot in the world as long as you know how to set up your jokes. Exactly. So back in the real world, like outside of Ruben. Jerry's having a hard time. <laughs> Jerry's having a really hard time. They're they're all at the dinner table. And basically it is revealed that Jacob is not their lover, but is the mother's lover. And Jerry's father is loves, a cuck. Is, is a cuck. Jerry's <laughs> father is a cuck. Not only that, but Jerry's father loves to wear a Superman costume. <laughs> Which comes up in such an amazing Dude, it's way. It's so good. It's it's, it's so, so good. quick how yeah. it happens. But yeah, uh later on in the episode, Jacob and Jerry's mom start making out and all of a sudden you just for a split second see the dad sneaking into a closet and, <laughs> and, and reveal revealing the Superman a Superman reveal. Yes. <laughs> but that is that's around the same time as the 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 big Christmas thing that's worth talking about in this episode is Summer's Christmas drums. Oh song. my god! So basically, summer turns into the Scat Man. Yeah, for they, just, they just have a they have a drum circle. Just like Christmas drum, 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 Christmas drum. <laughs> <laughs> While the boy is playing drums, <laughs> it's like absolutely. It's, it's so bad. Also, Ethan shows up. It's worth mentioning Ethan because yes. that comes up later. Ethan shows up, basically is like, why haven't you been texting me back? And of course, that's because Jerry took away all the phones and such. Comes in and she, he's like, I think Jacob asks him, like, what's wrong, Ethan? And Ethan's like, Summer's being just a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Which is such like a 16-year-old yeah. response. It's exactly. so good. Exactly. But yeah, and then Jacob... Jacob proves his incredible ability to like literally fix every situation. He yeah. is the anti-Jerry. Jerry yes. is awful at bringing people together. Yeah. Jacob does it with ease. Which is so unfortunate. That is one thing that I, I know like that's the whole point of the show. But in every season, I find myself going, this poor dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, you and I talk about this a lot. Yeah. But like 
there are certain shows that I like and I'll never rewatch because like I don't like how they yeah. make me emotionally feel. Yeah. And like the the Jerry stuff is like a huge factor in why I will probably never revisit Rick and Morty. Yeah. And why this wouldn't be, you know, one of the big questions we always ask, is this something that you would watch every single year at Christmas time? Or is no. Yeah. No, it just no, no, it no. doesn't it doesn't catch the vibe that I'm going for at Christmas time. No. At um all. and honestly it doesn't make me feel Christmassy. Not at all. Whatsoever. Even that being set at Christmas, I'm like, meh. Yeah, give or take, but it is a great episode of Rick and Morty. It is not something I need to watch every Christmas. No, and I don't think that there's any fault to that whatsoever. No. So, did you cry? I didn't. <laughs> um, so, what I do want to talk about is the ending, right? Yeah. They, so they inflate Reuben. Yeah. Because the plan is that he'll explode Reuben yeah. to kill all the diseases. Um, but then that way, that by by like relativity. The bigger Reuben gets, it'll bring Morty and the other lone survivor to their human size, and then he can blow up. Yeah, and it's it kind of it sucks that we're like flying through this, but honestly, there's not a lot there. It's just a bunch of quotable lines, and if if we want to just talk about that, we could just keep repeating lines that are in the show. I mean, but, but I wanted to ask you: Have you seen the footage from the '70s of the beached whale that they tried to take care of by exploding? No. Okay. So I'm I'm assuming that's what this was a parody. I have of? a feeling it's a reference to that. So I forget where it was at, but in the 70s there was this beached whale, and they brought in all these scientists and all these people to figure out what to do with this beached whale because yeah. it was massive. And the solution they had was like, if we load it up with dynamite, we can blow it up, and then it'll blow it into so many small pieces that you'll barely even notice it. And like whatever chunks are remaining, like the pelicans and stuff will take care of it. So people gathered to watch the whale explode <laughs> and just got showered in pieces of whale. <laughs> like it was not well thought out. You can find the footage of like the newscaster like reporting with the whale behind him. And then like it just explodes. And all of a sudden you hear people like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> But like that's all I was thinking of when they blow up Ruben and it's what? just like blood and and he's like parts of Ruben have fallen everywhere. That's yeah, that's definitely got to be what they were going it's, for. But it's like, that I've never seen nor even heard. I that. heard about it on a radio show recently. They were like celebrating like the thirty or forty year anniversary of it happening. Yeah, I immediately googled the footage. I was like, all right, let me see this footage. And <laughs> it's not as funny as like your. Like the vision that you have in your brain it's is funnier, funnier. Yeah. But like you do hear like the sounds and you're just like, oh, that's oh so funny. That's amazing. <laughs> oh my God. The reason why I wanted to bring up Ethan is because the the stinger, which I don't even think I knew that there was a stinger to this episode. I didn't either. I I think even last night I got ready to turn the TV off. Yeah. Because I was just like, oh, credits next episode. Yeah. But yeah, there's that stinger where you find out that Ethan is the new anatomy <laughs> park. We haven't br brought it up yet, but. The stinger ties back to Pirates of the Pancreas. Pirates of the Pancreas, which yeah. is like Rick's. <laughs> it's Rick's baby. Yeah, like, he it's, just it's loves his, it so it's much. It's his portion of Anatomy Park that he really wanted through, and he said he got a lot of pushback on it. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, we don't whitewash the pirates, Morty. They're pretty rapey. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's like when they have the the stinger is that he's on a call with the people designing the new Anatomy yeah. Park, and they're just like, see, here's the thing: is that pirates aren't really known for being in a pancreas. <laughs> pancreas. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he, uh, bas- basically Rick hangs up the phone and, and I kept thinking that it was going to go like a step further and he was just going to like kill, kill Ethan, Ethan on the, yeah. on the... well, cause with Ethan's like, so wait, there's going to be an amusement park inside of me. He's like, it's going to be a statue of compromise or something. <laughs> yeah. like, like those are the rants that I enjoy from Rick. Yes. When it's yeah. not interrupted with like the burping, the burping and stuff yeah. like the burping just, it's never been funny to me. No. It, I don't, I don't, I get it. Like, Rick's an alcoholic. Yeah. You could have got that across without every single sentence he burps in, which is what you were saying, a big problem with season one. Yeah. I do want to ask, with the animation, how do you feel about the animation of Rick and Morty? Because it's kind of a weird animation style. It is definitely a weird animation style, and it's very, like, you see that animation style, you're like, oh, these are the same people involved. Yeah. It takes me back to, what was the big Nickelodeon studio back in the day? They did Rugrats, Rocket Power, Oh, Monsters. oh, oh. I-, I can't remember their name, but I know exactly what you mean. They have a very distinct exactly. style. Exactly. Like, if you see... A cartoon. Or when by you them. see the guys who did like Doctor Cats and home movies, exactly. like they have that squiggle like, vision. You know style. what you're getting into. I don't mind it. I think it's provided a lot of influence on other cartoons as well. I don't know how to describe the sentence that I want to say with this. Okay, but I feel weird, but it makes me laugh every time Rick isn't talking and his mouth is just like a weird like Ren from Ren and Stimpy W. It's yeah, the most Morty aw- does it too. Yeah, yeah, it's the most awkward like looking. A, yeah, like yeah, I'm like, like I don't know what down. that lip is, but like every time it happens, <laughs> I remember the first time I was watching it happen, I like paused the TV and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, is- what's it doing? <laughs> like, yeah, I like the animation. I think the cool thing about Rick and Morty are the creature designs. I think the creature, the creature designs, designs are super detailed, are always amazing, regardless of how dumb the concept itself may be yeah no i think i would 100 percent agree with that actually i mean I, again like you said not a ton to really talk about yeah in this. do you have any final closing thoughts on on anatomy park watch the episode if anything for john oliver's lines alone yeah I he's think. just going buck wild yeah on this. it's john oliver if you enjoy either the john oliver show on hbo or you enjoyed his role in community you're going to probably like this episode. Yeah, he's he's doing his thing and he's doing it well. Exactly. He's <laughs> doing his thing. He's doing it well. Would not recommend this for a Christmas watch, but a mid-March, mid-April, mid-May watch. Yeah, perfect. Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> just middle of the spring. You're like, I feel like I want the tiniest dosage of Christmas without being overwhelmed. That, yeah, exactly. And you know what? That's what three Christmas 365 is about. Even yeah. just adding that little tiny dosage of christmas to your year this is i mean just like how while you were sleeping was almost barely a christmas movie but it was a perfect (laughs) if you wanted a christmas movie during your valentine's day perfect chef's kiss perfect perfect hey we've got a lot of listeners out there right now take your time i know that you're busy but uh take the time out leave a review five stars please have a fantastic day have a fantastic spring and I'm going to give an assignment to y'all, actually. Oh, go ahead, Matt. So, if you've got ideas for stuff that we should watch, tell us in the, in the review. Say, hey, yeah, I'm in the middle of binge watching Frasier. Turns out Frasier had a Christmas episode every fucking year for 11 seasons. Ooh. If you want us to, to watch all of them and definitively rank the Frasier Christmas episodes from worst to best... I'm not going to do that myself, but if you guys... If someone's like, yo, I do want to hear that, leave a review. Say, hey... 
you cowards. Watch all 11 Frasier Christmas specials and work this shit out. Because some of them are good, some of them are really bad. Hey, and I can't tell you that I'm going to like doing that, but I'll do it if you ask me to. All right, well, <laughs> Merry Christmas, Dylan. Merry Christmas, Matt. Whoa, oh, whoa. Hey everybody, I'm Chris Fafalius, and I'm the producer of Chris Makes a Podcast and the host of the One Hit Thunder Podcast. And I'm Matt Kelly, host of Horror Movie Night and the producer slash the head of content for the Geekscape Podcasting Network. Between the two of us, we have, believe it or not, 25 years of podcasting experience, and we want to help you start your own podcast. We know podcasting, and we want to share that knowledge with you. So whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast, we want to help. Or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also. You can check out our website at weknowpodcasting.com for more information. We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your songs. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.